You're listening to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. My name is Sammy Reyes, and as a college student and entrepreneur, I'm always looking for a little more passion in my life. On this podcast, my guests and I will teach you the tools to help you fashion your passion. Let's get to it. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I am super excited for this week's guest, but first I just wanted to check in with all of you and really see how you guys are doing. It's been about two weeks since my last episode. Life has been absolutely insane. The orgs on campus that I'm a part of are just up and running and we're doing so much. Work has been so incredibly fun, but there's so much going on and just kind of catching up on home stuff, adulting. I did not realize how exhausting adulting really is after two weekends sort of out of the house away. I really tried my best Sunday to pick back up, but it definitely lasted throughout the week. And so it's Thursday when I'm recording this and my room is finally clean and I just feel a little bit more put together. There are a few loose ends that I have to sort of knot up. But other than that, that is where I'm standing. I'm excited for this week to end. I'm excited for a weekend of semi-relaxation and just hang out with friends. And then I'm excited for a week ahead. Brand new week to achieve new goals and just everything like that. But I'm definitely looking forward to my rest this weekend. That is for sure. This week we have on Moja, who is a sort of like a dream expert of sorts. He's like a life coach, but he talks a lot about dreams and sort of the way to really niche in on what your exact dreams are and how to get really, really, really specific in those. We had a few like internet issues. If the audio is wonky, that's the reason why. But I hope on top of all of that, you guys can really sort of see his message and and really use it to your advantage. And so I'm really excited to introduce Coach Moja. Moja, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks very much for having me on, Sammy. So it's really a pleasure and an honor to be here. Absolutely. Can you just tell my listeners a little bit more about who you are and what exactly you do? Yeah. So, I mean, my name is uh, Christian Moja Iso, but uh, people call me Moja, Coach Moja. And, um, I'm from Congo originally, right? I'm from the Democratic Republic of Congo. So right now I'm calling from Congo, actually. So I got my bachelor's degree in math from Pitzer College in Claremont, California. I graduated in 2018. So I'm still in the college kind of <laughs> a few years out of college. I'm a hyperpolyglot who speaks eight languages. And I'm also a professional chess player. So I'm in the top 10% of chess players worldwide. So what really interests me is the study of the mind and how do you get the mind to produce results, right? And I take all of my extensive knowledge and skills and direct them in my work as a live your dream coach. So what I do is I help people to identify and live their dreams. So that's what I work on with my clients typically. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think You know, for this podcast, we've touched a lot on dreams, but I think we've never really gone through a process of, you know, having someone who, you know, does this for multiple clients across the board, you know, and and it sort of may have processes that 
they can use to sort of identify dreams and, and you know, a ways to execute that. And so I'm super excited to dive into this. Um, but I first want to start out with like, how would you define a dream? You know, how would you define that idea of when people, you know, have these massive things they want to accomplish? Yes, yes. That's a very good question because most people confuse, in my experience, most people confuse goals with dreams. There's a big difference between a goal and a dream. One aspect, now there's a reason why we use the word dream. It's kind of related to when we're asleep, right? So what one characteristic that a dream has is it has to be a fantasy. You have to break contact with reality. So most people have become too practical and too realistic so that if you ask them to tell them, if you ask them, hey, what's your dream? What do you want in life? They don't tell you what they really want. They tell you what they think they can attain. So their dreams are always practical and realistic, and they're not a break from reality. So if your dream is not a break from reality, it's not really a dream. Here's a way to determine if something you have is a dream. A dream should scare you. This is one of the characteristics. A dream should freak you out. It should scare you. That's one. You should have no idea how to accomplish it. If you know how to do it, it's not a dream. Dreams are always fantasies. So you should have no idea how to do it. And the third uh, test, which is very important, is a dream has to be something that if you showed it to somebody else, their first instinct would be to take you to a mental asylum because they think you've gone totally bananas. Only if those characteristics are satisfied, then you could say, hey, you got a dream. So most people haven't got dreams. They don't dare to dream. It's only typically it's only kids that dream. Because kids have already, they come with, without any contact with reality. They haven't really been entrenched into reality completely. And so you ask them, what do you want? They'll tell you, hey, I want to be the president of the entire planet. Right. Or I want to be a doctor today and so on. Right. Yes, I want to fly to Pluto or whatever. Right. So this is, a, this is a child's mentality. Now, as we grow older over time, unfortunately, we become too realistic, too practical. We are unable to dream. So when I work with a client, I'll say, first question is, what do you really, really want? And I'll tell them, please don't be practical. Don't tell me what you think you can accomplish. Tell me what you really want. And even after saying that, they still tell me something that's practical. So I'm like, <laughs> this is not a dream. Come on, come on, do it again. Really tell me, what do you want? No, I love that. And I, that's not a way that I think I've heard people talk about dreams in a very long time. And so it's honestly very eye-opening for me because I think I'm sort of in the standstill right now of like, I've been sort of replaying the same quote-unquote dreams that I want to achieve in my life for a few years now. And it's like, they just feel very stale now, but really they're just practical things that like our goals. They're things that I want to achieve eventually. And those are my goals. They're not like things that, you know, like, you know, scare me or whatever it is. And so that's a very eye-opening thing for me personally, at least. If you could, just for my audience, what are, do you have examples of like dreams that like, you know, maybe you've had or like, you know, your clients have had that fit the criteria that you just described? Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to vary. For example, imagine somebody who is in a poor village and has got no money whatsoever. 
and they dream of becoming a millionaire. To them, that's a dream because if they told anybody in their community, imagine somebody who who's struggling to feed, right? They, they don't have enough food to eat and they live in a poor remote village where there's no millionaires around. And the person say, hey, you know what? Actually, I'm going to be a millionaire. Everybody will say, you're totally crazy. Right? You, you, you know, what's wrong with you, you know? You got to be practical, realistic. Putting food on the table is a good is good enough, you know. And we have many people in history that did that. So think about I don't know what people's view of Obama are, right? So we're not going to talk about his politics. But imagine a black person saying, "Hey, I'm going to be president of America." That's totally impractical, unrealistic, totally crazy. Even now, if somebody, if a black person says, I'm going to be president, people say, no, not possible. Obama was an anomaly, but definitely not you, not now. Maybe in a century it will happen, but not now. So you see, that's impractical, you see, right? Or somebody who already owns a car saying, I want a second car, that's a goal. That's not a dream, right? Yeah, so these are things like that. Or imagine people have been, just go back a couple of years, maybe 100, 200 years ago. So people have been accustomed to speaking to each other face to face, just talk. And then somebody says, hey, you know what? I want to make it so that someone could sit in Congo and somebody could sit in America and we're just going to talk through the air. The guy who came up with this idea was called Marconi. He was, uh, as he was an Italian inventor. He came up with the idea of the radio. And his friends literally took him to an insane asylum. Right. They did because this guy is definitely lost it. He's hearing sounds in the air and he wants us to hear them. What's wrong with it? Right. Everybody, when people dig down to what they really want, what they really want, it always turns out to be a fantasy. And that's, that's really what you want to connect with. And the reason you have to go after your dreams is because dreams inspire you. They give meaning to life. So in many parts of the world, the United States, for, exa for example, many people are depressed, right? I heard somebody say that maybe 70% of the population is on antidepressants, which basically means if you took away antidepressants from America, all, more than half the population would go mad. So people are very miserable. Now, there's many reasons for that. One of the reasons is that people are not living the way they want to live. They're not, they're not inspired every day, right? They don't wake up in the mornings inspired and excited about some future they're trying to create. Because if you have such a future, that can make almost, how do they put it? There's a way, there's a motivational speaker who says it well. If you have a good why, you can put out with almost any how. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. And I think that because, you know, I feel like our society talks so much about goals and dreams and all this stuff like that it becomes this like subconscious thing of like oh let me just these are dreams because I think they are not because you know I've thoroughly thought them through or I've established that they are they just sort of happen like that what is sort of the process that you use with your clients or even with yourself honestly when say for example a client comes to you and they've understood that their dreams are practical and they're not like actual dreams what is the process you go through to sort of help them understand and, and realize their dreams so um, many things work differently for different people sometimes i'll just tell them hey come on this is sometimes i i could i could get uh, 
almost like an annoying coach, you know, this is nonsense. This, this is no dream. Get serious. Come on, come on. What do you really want? So that worked with certain people. With one client, what I did was I sent him a copy of my dream. So I asked him to write down his dream and send it to me. It was like a page and a half. I sent him my dream and it was 15 pages, very detailed, 15 pages describing every aspect of life, relationships, finances, career, spirituality, everything in tremendous detail. And just showing him a copy of my dream made him realize he wasn't dreaming. So <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was enough. So different people need uh, different things, all right? You talk a lot about, or you you have sort of, you know, and you haven't mentioned it yet, but you have a a knowledge and and I guess you can say a passion for that idea of manifestation and that idea of you know using, I guess, really yourself and your thoughts to achieve those dreams that that do seem scary, that are scary, rather that are crazy and stuff like that. How do you incorporate that into moving towards dreams that seem like they're so far-fetched that you can't even reach them. Yeah. So I guess you got to distinguish between, so there are different phases, right? There's the dreaming phase where you just ask, what do I want? And you don't care about how to do it or how it's going to happen. Most people mix up these, these parts of the process. So while they're trying to figure out what they want, they're also thinking about how to do it and then writing down what they know how to do, which is longer dreaming. So if you pay attention to a kid who's a good example of dreaming, they never think about how. It's an adult who has to say, but, but how are you going to do that? Right? So the kids have the process well organized. So the first thing you want to do is dream. When it's time to dream, just dream. Once the dream is clear, and when I say clear, I mean it has to be written down in detail, right? With emotion, so that it's clearly manifested. Like you have to describe it so clearly that a four year old can understand what you're saying. Once you have the dream clear, now there's the question of, well, how do I make it happen? That's a different question, right? So, assuming somebody has dream, has, has dream, has dreamt properly. Now you can ask, okay, well, how do I achieve it, right? And when it comes to this point, most people ask themselves, well, maybe it's not possible. Is it even possible, right? First, I have to be, I have to, once I've found out the dream, maybe I should figure out if I have the talent for it, if it's uh, possible, et cetera. Let's say my past results indicate that I'm the kind of person that can do this. Maybe I have a dream, but it, I just can never do it. So this is actually how losers think, right? This is loser talk right there. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A successful person never asks, uh, can I do it? A successful person asks, do I want it? Obviously, I can do it. Do I want it? It's a different, different mentality. So once I've created a dream and I really want it, it inspires me, it scares me and excites me at the same time. It, I get emotional when I look at it and think about it. Now we go to the process of making it happen. Not can I do it, but how to make it happen. So one of the first things you want to do is you want to, you want to basically install that dream into your subconscious mind. You want to get to the point where you believe it. Because usually you don't start out believing it, right? So look, if, if I'm trying to become 
I don't know, let's, let's say I'm, ne- I'm terrible at drawing. And I set out the dream that I want to become a great painter or let's say a great artist. And uh, it's, it's hard for me to believe immediately that I'm a great artist because I, maybe I try to draw something as simple as a leaf and fail miserably. Right. So it's, it's difficult to believe that I'm a great artist. You know, let's say I'm, an, I'm, I'm a C student in, in college and I'm thinking, hey, I, my dream is to become an A student. Right. But it's hard for me to believe that I'm a, an A student because, look, my grades always show that I'm a C, I'm, a, I'm, an, average, I'm an average student. So first you want to change your beliefs about that. Right. And so how do you change your beliefs is the question. And that's done through constant spaced repetition, which means you want to repeat the dream to yourself so many times until it becomes ingrained in your subconscious. Right. So, for example, that would mean depending, basically depends on how desperately you want it to manifest would determine how often you repeat it to yourself. So, for example, what I do with my clients is I get them to read their dream every morning when they wake up, every evening before going to bed. So they read it multiple times. And then I have a method I use called the goal card. I learned it from Bob Proctor, but you get a goal on which you write your dream, whatever it is. Let's say my entire life, I felt that I'm really stupid. Let's say that's the case. I've I've always felt that I'm really stupid. I want to get myself to believe that I'm a genius. It's not going to happen overnight, right? But... There's this thing that they always say. Uh, they say if you repeat a lie over and over again, uh, you start to believe it as the truth. That's how propaganda works. That's why propaganda is so effective, right? Maybe you start out saying, yeah, I don't like Kim Jong-un. He's a bad president. But if every day you keep hearing or seeing videos of how amazing he is, before long you start to say, oh, maybe he's not so bad. And soon you're probably singing his praises. This is the same, right? So let's say I wanted to believe that I'm a, I wanted to believe that I'm a genius. Well, what I'd do is I'd get a card and write, for example, I'm so happy and grateful now that I am a super genius. The first time I read that card, something in my head will say, this is nonsense. You know that's not true. Look at your, look at your report card from last semester. Some genius you are, right? But you don't pay attention to that. You just keep reading the card anyway, right? So let's say I got a card like this and I read it to myself 15 times a day. I just made it a habit. I carry the card in my pocket. Before take, when I wake up in the morning, I read it. It takes like a few seconds before uh, getting into the shower, I read it. I come out of the shower, I read the same card. Before eating lunch, after lunch. Before breakfast, after breakfast. Maybe I, I just make it a habit of mine. When I get into my car, when I get to a destination, I read the car. Maybe I don't read it before people because they laugh at me. I read it privately. What's going to happen if you do that, let's say the first time, your mind will not believe that. So this is crap. So this will never work. But if you, as you keep reading it, you begin to say, maybe I am. You, your belief system starts to shift. I assure you, if you go to a card, whatever you write on a card, if you read that to yourself multiple times a day, let's say for a year, your belief system will definitely change. Right? And if your belief system changes, if what you believe about yourself changes, the outside world will also change. Everything you see in the outside world is the product of thought. 
Right. The dress you're wearing was an idea in somebody's mind. The glasses you have, an idea in somebody's mind. Everything started as an idea. Right. And not every idea you have is going to manifest. The only ideas that manifest in the physical world are the ideas that you believe. So that is the first thing you got to do. Right. Most people try to change their behavior, which never works pretty much. Because if you try to change your behavior, let's say I want to be an A student in school. I want to be an A student, but I've always been a C student. Right. And obviously, I have habits that are not good, not conducive to being an A student. Maybe I sleep till noon. Uh, I have a tendency to wait till the last minute to do my homework. I, I, don't, I, really, I only study before tests. I don't study throughout consistently and so on. I'm not really a dedicated student. So most people try to change, to, to, to change uh, their behavior. So now I'm going to study more. I'm going to be more disciplined, and that almost never works. It's like starting a diet. Most people will start a diet, right? They try to change, get a diet. I'm going to eat these vegetables and no more meat and blah, blah, blah. And soon they, they quit that. Soon they go back to their normal eating habits. The reason they're, change, they're quitting is because they're trying to change their behavior without changing the way they think, their belief system. The behavior is a product of the belief system. If I want to change your behavior, I don't need to change your physical action. I just have to change the way you think. If the way you think changes, the way you behave changes, and your results also change. Right? So most people hear about affirmations, for example, but they never, but they don't do them long enough. That's the only issue. For, for example, somebody hears, I need to repeat that I'm smart, I'm smart, I'm smart, which is a correct concept. But maybe they do that for two weeks and see no results and they stop. Right. And then they say, well, these affirmations don't work. Nothing's ever going to change, blah, blah, blah. What you really want to do is take a bit of an extreme approach. Get one affirmation, maybe write it on a card, Repeat it multiple times a day and do that for an insane period, not one week. Maybe make a commitment. I'm going to do this for a year. It's not so hard to read a card a few seconds a day for a year. That's not, it's like you could even attach it to your phone, right? Just put it at the back of your phone. Every time you pick up your phone, you also just take a look at whatever it is. I'm smart or I weigh X kilograms or Americans use pounds. I weigh X pounds or or like a picture of what I want my report card to be, et cetera, whatever it is. If I'm a, if I'm a swimmer, then what, I'm, what is my swim time? And just look at it multiple times a day. I assure you, if you did such a thing for an extended period of time, like a year, definitely your results will change. So this is one of the things I do with, uh, with people. But then there's other principles, right, that are involved in manifesting a dream. No, absolutely. I think that's so... I feel like we often hear and we often think of as like beliefs over behavior. Yet when we go to, you know, sort of achieve a goal or work towards a dream, we automatically go to, oh, my behavior needs to change first. Right. And we forget the whole beliefs aspect of it. But I think that changing your beliefs on something is what changes your entire mindset, is what changes is what 
allows the goal to happen, what allows the the change you're looking for to happen. And so I think that's a really good point to touch on. And I love sort of the the breakdown that you took us through of identifying the dream, then going into, do I really want to execute this? I really want to do it because I am capable of it, but do I want to do it? Into the idea of installing it in your subconscious, into the idea of, you know, really, I guess the the aspect is reworking your subconscious, you know, to work for you, which is so important. I feel people can see this process as very like, you know, like foo-foo, like they, they, it just does something that people keep saying. But I mean, I've seen it work for me before. Like the goals that I had that I achieved, this is basically what you laid out is how I achieved them, um, you know? And so it's not something that people just say and like, you know, like just blurt all these words. It's something that actually works, which is why I'm super happy that I got to hear it from your perspective, you know, and just sort of you just laid it out for all of us. So thank you. I appreciate that. So I want to roll into the final question of the podcast because I feel like it sort of wraps up and sort of combines everything that you've been talking about to, or we've been talking about today. And this is a question that I've asked every single guest who has ever been on the podcast. And based off of the title of the podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip that you would give those who are currently dreaming based off of how you have fashioned your passion? The tip would be, maybe I'll explain it this way. Most people, when they may be really quiet away from the noise and relatives and friends telling them what they should be, or a professor telling them what they should be, when they're really alone, there are certain ideas that come up, things that they want to do. Maybe it's a shy person who sees themselves speaking in front of a large crowd and the fans loving it. Or a person who's socially awkward seeing himself like making everybody laugh, right? Just because because they're just so funny, etc. Whatever it is, there's that dream. Maybe it came to you as a kid. Maybe it comes to you from time to time and you push it down because you believe you don't want to consider it because it's not practical. So my tip for you is next time it comes, really pay attention to it. Consider it. Don't fight. Allow it to be. Don't just say, oh, it's not possible. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Allow yourself to really fantasize is what I would say. Allow yourself to really fantasize. And then take that fantasy and try. Just do something every day. It doesn't have to be much. Do something every day to make that fantasy happen. Nowadays, the distinction between science fiction and science is becoming very blurred. It's very difficult to write a science fiction book nowadays. Because whatever you write, you probably find there's some lab that's already has a prototype of it. So this tells you the, the, the line, even the line between science, between fiction and fact in your life is also very blurred. You, I really want people to consider that idea. And the more you pay attention to whatever you want, your goal, your dream, it becomes more and more of a fact. And you begin to figure out ways to make it happen. And if you live that way, life can be a joy. You can wake up every morning excited. Even if your life sucks right now, you could be like, ah, well, but I'm heading somewhere. You know, look at this magnificent future that I'm building. Absolutely. Yes. For 
those who are looking to find out more about you, learn about your processes, even work with you, where can they find you on social and just on the web in general? Oh, yeah. So that's actually good because for this particular audience, I'm offering a special Live Your Dream chat. So it's a 30-minute free online conversation. So I'm offering it to the first seven people who reach out to me. And in this uh, chat, we'll talk about three things, really. We help you figure out what your dream is. I'll try to help you along in the process of identifying your dream. We'll figure out what are the hidden challenges that are stopping you from achieving your dream. And they may not be what you think, by the way. And uh, you leave the session renewed, re-energized, inspired to finally make your dream a reality. So the first seven people to reach out for me, I'll talk to them for free about this. And the way to reach out to me is via email. So mojaiso at gmail.com, M-O-D-J-A-I-S-O at gmail.com. So if you say, if you shoot me an email and you're one of the first seven, then you're guaranteed a, a spot. Beautiful. Yeah. So definitely take him up on that offer. I would say that it could benefit you in ways you don't even know. All the info, like you just said, will be in the description. Also, be sure to check it out on and the link to the show notes on the blog. Other than that, Moja, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I had a wonderful time chatting with you. And for those who are listening, I will talk to you guys next week.